What's up, guys? Today, Sawyer's Saloon is brought to you by Thicket. Thicket, wooden watches and wooden sunglasses. Located here out of Lake Charles, Louisiana. It is a high-quality, top-tier brand with different types of wood. Let's see, you got zebra wood, bamboo, rosewood, acacia, all minimalist watches for a great look. I mean, come on. Everyone wants to get a great look, and for a homemade wooden watch that's only 90 bucks, that's not that bad. Sunglasses are a great deal as well. UV 400 rating, waterproof, polarized, which is fantastic, cuts down on glares, helps with depth perception, and for only 50 bucks a pair, I mean, come on. These sunglasses are a fantastic deal as well. And just for my listeners, you can go to thicketwatches.com and use the promo code SAWYER. 15 for 15 percent off your entire purchase that's thicketwatches.com and the code sawyer 15 for 15 percent off your entire purchase now let's go ahead and get into it welcome to sawyer saloon oh man (laughs) that was perfect that's so awesome (laughs) So, Gunnar, uh, you came and brought me these uh, beers from downstairs. Why don't you tell me a little bit about them? Yeah, so... Uh, oh, well, hold on, hold on. How rude of me. <laughs> Welcome to Sawyer Saloon, guys. With me today, I have Gunnar Goodwin and Mr. Zach Schwarzenberg. Thank y'all for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, man. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead and, uh, if you feel like it, Berg, pour me one, too. Um, yeah, so, uh, I guess... A li- okay, thanks. I'll pour my own. Um... I don't know, a couple months ago, I was just kind of bored and just trying to find new things to get into, and uh, we actually, for our science podcast, had, uh, we'd been researching the whole brewing process and distilling process and uh, winemaking and all that, uh, you know, because it's, it's a pretty scientific process, lots of biology going on with the yeast and then the way that the different, uh, I guess, you know, the, the way the flavors react is all chemical stuff, so... Doing lots of research on that, and I was like, I really want to make my own beer. And so I ended up buying a kit, and that's what this stuff is. It's kind of like a Blue Moon-ish. Mm-hmm. It's, that's what it, it's a, uh, it, they call it a Heffy, Heffy Weizen, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't know. It's basically, basically the German version of a Blue Moon, but, uh. Yeah, so I don't know. Give it yeah. a try, but gotcha. yeah. yeah, I'm I'm making I'm, my own in a little keg too downstairs. It's like it's not it's not four bottles. It's basically a little system built to put it in a mini keg. So it's the same. It's a it's an IPA though. I don't think it's a more yeah like a blue moon. Yeah. So yeah, this is this was the first batch. The second batch. I mean, it takes a long. It takes like a whole month. The whole process. Yeah, um, it does. Take we a all have a like a huge foam head on top yeah. of these beers. I don't know. <laughs> Did we <laughs> did we pour it bad or were these just I don't know? Well, I've never I've never poured a beer out of the bottle into a glass, so that uh we probably poured it bad. Yeah. These yeah, uh, these these I've only drank one of these out of the bottle and mm-hmm. it was honestly not the greatest, but pouring it in a glass, I mean, I I like the taste. I don't know, are you a big blue moon guy? Uh I don't I don't really drink beer, man. I'll have a Miller every now and then. That's about it. Oh man. So yeah, so You're this might guy? so this is gonna be very different uh, for you nah, then. Not really. Uh, so my dad makes wine too, and that's where like I'm I'm we're working up to making wine eventually, uh-huh. and um that's gonna be Tyler Daigle joining us. Uh, that's gonna Tyler be like Daigle. later on. Um, I want to try to make some wine too, and I have like a ton of wine bottles and stuff, and it's kind of the same kind of process you fermented and all that good stuff. So, so the yeah. wine takes a little bit longer though, huh? Yeah, it's a much deeper process. Yeah, you have to. Uh, shift the containers and then like stir it every now and then. Um, but yeah, it's it's a process for sure. That's awesome, man. So uh, right now we're actually in uh, Zach's room and looking around. He's got a bunch of cool movie posters. <laughs> uh, and so, dude, my favorite one has got to be the Skyfall one, James Bond. I oh, yeah. absolutely love James Bond. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely my favorite James Bond movie of the recent ones. I haven't really seen any of the old ones, but. Yeah, it's a. It, I just looked up those um, minimalist posters, and I got a um, neat one off of there, and had it printed and stuff. So yeah, I like. That's one of my favorite films too. It's just such a good. And Sam Mendes just did the nineteen seventeen. Yeah, did you see night? Yeah, I haven't yet. Same, but yeah, I, I like all of his films that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, so he's very good at um, just I don't know making cool movies. I guess you could say yeah. so. Yeah, that so one's I, good. That one 
Yeah, nineteen. One movie I have really. I haven't seen. I'm awful with movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll, we went and saw that one. Me, you, and a couple other people. Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Hannah. But that one, it was like the whole entire movie was taken in one shot. Yeah. yeah. No cuts or anything. And what else? There was something else that I saw that. Uh, there was a couple cuts, but. <laughs> I no, I don't. When he was jumping off the waterfall thing. There was yeah. there was something else I saw too that was just that made it that much more like insane. Do what? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Cumberbatch uh, had yeah. to stay the whole for the whole movie. He yeah. stayed in that one room towards the end for like six months and cool. didn't make it on camera because they were trying to do it all in one take. Right. They couldn't make it to him. They couldn't make it that far because they kept messing up. So it took like six months, and he got paid every day just to sit there and wait. That's insane, but you gotta yeah. think about like for us, it's like wow, that's crazy. You know, like they're they're doing this. That seems pointless. But then when you watch it in the movies, you're like, okay, there is method behind the yeah. madness, and it, it totally yeah. paid off in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was definitely a good movie. So I said you you said something about you were getting into science on y'all's podcast. So what is y'all's podcast? Tell me a little bit about that. So we have secondhand sports and secondhand science. So he was referring to the science. When we started off mainly doing science, really, we our very first episode was about solar panels and stuff like that. Now it's more, um, we've been doing a lot more sports and we're trying to, the thing is with sports, it's it's like changes every single day. It's me, Matthew, Vincent, and, and Gunner. We talk about NFL, NBA, I mean, just current events in sports. We're trying to build it up. Our uh, we did an interview with a couple of McNeese baseball guys, um, John Dalton and um, Julian, Julian Gonzalez. Yeah, Gonzo. Yeah. Gonzo. So um, we're trying to we're trying to do a sports based podcast in Lake Charles. So that's something like we, there's not any other sports cast sports right. podcast yeah. around here that especially I've especially like with McNeese sports. Like no right. one really covers McNeese other than like what the American press and like yeah. McNeese itself. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know. I've known more about McNeese sports now than I have ever known. <laughs> so yeah. I'm way more into it. And then we have the science podcast where we talk about all kinds of stuff. We've had Jeffrey Ortego on mm-hmm. shout out Jeff to death. Uh, he's um, come on. We've talked about Elon Musk, Starlink, Space stuff, ocean stuff. We, I mean, we've covered uh, all kinds of stuff. The thing about science is, it's we can cover anything, and it's not time related. Whereas sports, it has to be current event, time based. So, right, yeah. you got to keep up with it. Yep. Yeah, that, there's a lot more that goes into preparing for the science one. Yeah, a lot and of research. We try to get our facts straight before we start recording. Yeah. And then there's a lot more editing that goes into the sports because we do it more in segments, while, whereas like the science is pretty much just one take. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, but. one of the the things about McNeese, like we, we have a good baseball team, but something people yeah. don't realize, we have a fantastic rodeo team. They're like national yeah. championships. Did, weren't they? Yeah, weren't they? Yeah, think yeah. I think yeah. they won last year. Or the they had that girl that won something last year. I can't remember. Dang, we what we haven't had anybody. We should that'd be fun to yeah, do. Yeah, y'all should do a, that. A, a Nobody, interview with them. I mean, yeah. that's that's like very embedded in the culture around here. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I grew up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we haven't even thought about that. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah, we're we're gonna try to get uh, Drew, the basketball player, Drew Cuxhausen. Mm-hmm. He's been lighting it up for their basketball team, even though they kind of their se- the season's almost over but he's he set the Southland Conference record for three pointers in a season the other day so and softball softball team is softball team's crushing it too going yeah. off right now yeah yeah so nice. big things ahead our, our first couple interviews we're trying to we're still trying to get the basics down you know and get a good right. following so it's all a learning yeah. process here mm-hmm. learning curve yep man that's just Try and try and try, and every time you'll get a little bit better. Yep. Mm-hmm. So speaking of a learning curve, Gunnar, I know you've been making some music. So I want to kind of tell me a little bit about like what kind of music it is, how you make it, and I know a couple of them have gone viral. So how? What's, what do you think the, the, the secret sauce is behind that? Well, I don't know if I'd say they went viral, but <laughs> but I so I used to, like, it goes, I'm not going to get too, too deep into it, but I started whenever I was like in, middle school seventh or eighth grade just screwing around like on garage band or whatever and i you know i was just having enough fun with it and and i guess getting the hang of it so much i ended up moving on to a program called logic pro 
and uh so I did that like a lot through the beginning of high school and it's all it's all electronic music all what uh what the kids call EDM, EDM. now yeah <laughs> and <clears throat> so Felix. I I there was a while where I was starting to get pretty decent and then um senior year of high school came and I didn't really make as much and then college came and I I probably maybe all throughout college finished maybe two songs and so whenever I graduated, I was like, I finally have time. I'm going to mm-hmm. start doing this stuff again. And so I made like three, and then I kind of got burned out. <laughs> yeah, I love them, though. Here's And I've never listened to this kind of music. I'm still like not really into it, but I still, like every once in a while, put on Gunner's songs. Because they're, they're like catchy and upbeat and stuff. Yeah, so I'm... Like- uh, I, I want to, like, I have a couple songs that, like, I'm in the middle of, and I just got to find, like, you know, a kick of inspiration to finish. That's the hardest part is yeah. if you if you can find the motivation, the inspiration, I could sit down and finish a song in, like, three or four hours. But whenever there's not motivation, it could take months to finish one. So that's yeah. the tough part. It's yeah. a, the crazy thing about that is, that, so I started making YouTube videos. I think I made my first YouTube video about a year ago, and I've only made a few of them since then. But... Whenever I see, I you know see all these people on Vine, uh, yeah. you know Trey Kennedy, Trevor Wallace, and you're just like, okay, <laughs> you know, uh, they they just take their phone, they they video for a few seconds, video for a few seconds, they put it all together, boom, they have a video. Yeah, that's not how it is. A yeah, lot of the time. No. there's a lot more that goes behind it, especially right. with that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You have to pick each individual sound yeah. and get it to play at a certain time at yep. a certain pace and have it all match up. Yeah. It's just, it's mind boggling. And the fact that someone like Sam Mendez could do it, uh, like something like that in one shot. Yeah. Everything <laughs> yeah, has to that line up. Yeah. That's insane. You know, yeah. it blows my mind. And if you don't have a good workflow, I mean, you could sit there and there has been times where like I was just trying to sequence like a drum beat and I would spend, I don't know, hours trying to pick like just a kick drum, like just one sample and then you got to do the same thing for the snares and for the hi hats and for all the different. So if you like, if you don't have like a game plan going into it and kind of like aren't familiar with your stuff, yeah, it could take a really long time and it unnecessarily. I mean, if you are very familiar with like where all your files are and you have a good workflow, I mean, that's how like some of these guys you can you can watch them on YouTube, make like a full song in two hours, and it'll be a song that'll get like millions of listens on Spotify. So. Yeah, that's the same thing with podcasting too. What I've learned, I do all the editing, and and Gunner's done some too. But just my whole process from when we first started doing podcasts, and for people that hear the dog in the background, that's Cash Tyler's dog. But uh, just the editing process, like I have a whole workflow now where I get everything set up. As soon as we stop recording, I get everything set up, ready for the transitions, and ready to go. And I know where to put everything now. It, it and it's taken me time. I'm so much more efficient working on podcasts now than when I was when we first started. So, but yeah, I'm sure that's the same thing with comedy and your podcast too. I would think I was going to ask you like, is comedy the same way where Gunner said there, you find um, like it, it, there's a lull sometimes in the creativity, the um, motivation oh, absolutely. for things. Yeah. And I, same Dude, thing with pod, I, our podcast too. There's like a whole, like a whole, I guess, there's layers to it for a comedy. Like I, like I've tried to come up with jokes on my own and like in my head, I'm like, dude, this is hilarious. And I'll tell it to someone and they just like stare at me. I'm like, yeah, I could never be a stand up comedian. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a whole different level of respect I have for comedians. One, because you got to get up in front of a lot of people knowing very well you can bomb. Oh yes. And so. that would suck. And two, I mean, a lot of that stuff you probably are trying out for the first time up there. So it's, you know, execution has got to be difficult and coming up with the material. Mm -hmm. So the way I view it is, so I have my own business ticket. So I, I, you know, it's all sales. So I've learned a lot about sales and I find that a lot of that relates over to comedy. So when you look at it like this, okay, so you're up on stage and you're basically telling someone a story, but the point of the story is maybe not for it to be a good story, but it's to make someone laugh, to get that emotion out of them. So you're kind of like building up tension, and whenever the tension breaks, that's whenever they laugh. So I'm basically selling you guys on whether to laugh or not. So, But it's all about your tonality, like it different. There's a guy named Anthony Jeselnik. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before. Yeah, Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. and But literally his is all about timing and his tone. 
Because yeah. he'll say something and you're like, okay, where's this going to go? And then it immediately, 360, like it's super dark. Yeah. And you never would have thought it was going to go there. Yeah, he gets very dark sometimes. Dude. He does, yes. And that's that's what he's famous for. So it's a, it's a lot about, you know, how you do your timing and, and you know, so, it, and like the inspiration you were talking about, like that's a lot of the times I'll come up with, I have a ton of thoughts on my phone. I'll say like a funny joke or maybe a dad joke or something. I'll just write it down. And then from there, I'll try and build a joke out of it. And a lot of my jokes are about impersonations. So I'll say like my very first joke, I just, you know, I knew that I could impersonate, you know, some of the presidents pretty well. So I was like, what if I could, what, what, how, what kind of crazy situation can I put them in? That's what a lot yeah. of it is. It's like you take someone that everyone knows and then you put it into just a crazy situation. So the very first joke is like, you know, you know, I love uh, going to McNeese. I love being in class, but you know, you, you never get to pick who's in those classes with you. So, what yeah. if you had the presidents in the class with you? And so, I just talk about like how you would uh, interact with each president. You know, yeah. George is trying to cheat off of you on a test. And, <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, Trump had Bill been Clinton. Yeah, yeah. So, I was just about to say like that. That <laughs> definitely works because of Matthew with his NAFTA thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's funny. You bring up Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's always the one I say at the end. So I do, I do, I do Trump, and he's you know Trump hadn't been to class for three weeks, but he walks in and he knows what's going on. Right. So he picks up his test and he's like, "This is wrong." This is all wrong. Yeah. I got a 69 on this test. Everyone uh, knows I could do better. And then yeah. Bill's in the back like, did someone say 69? Uh, <laughs> and then yeah. that was like, I remember I told that joke. That was one of the very first ones I came up with. And that was kind of been like my, my go-to for now. Yeah. And so at the, the last time I said it was at OB's in January. And that was the very first joke I did. And everyone was rolling light. And I was not expecting that because yeah. I knew that some of those people had already heard it. But they're like, they're almost, they were like expecting it. Yeah. And then, so that was kind of my callback throughout the, throughout this rest of the show. And that's another cool thing too, is like callbacks. It's just like when you watch a, I, I know it's Breaking Bad did a lot. You ever watch Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So like something would happen at the beginning that's super insignificant, but then it would come back later on. Yeah. And it, like Seinfeld, I noticed, does that in like yeah. pretty much all their episodes. Like it brings it back around and wraps the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have the ending to a joke, then I just I'll try and find something that references <laughs> back to another thing. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you know, that's what that is. Because like I said, you know, you're building a story, and so now you've introduced these things almost like a character, and then it's almost like bringing the character back at the very end. And they're like, oh, okay, like I know this guy, and so just because they're familiar with it that's why they laugh it may not even be funny or go with anything but because they know it and they've laughed before it's something in their heads like oh i gotta laugh yeah that's a that's a huge thing in music too is Mm, like whenever i was first getting into producing a lot of feedback you get from like the semi bigger artists who would actually respond to you whenever you're like hey can you give me some feedback on the song they'd be like you need more like like reoccurring thing like say you have a melody or a like I guess a vocal hook or something, and it has like this little melody going, and like at some point, like you might do a call and response thing where that'll happen, and you'll have like a little I don't know synth or plucky noise like mimicking the melody of it, and it might reappear sometime like in the middle of the song randomly, and it's like a psychological thing. It's people like familiarity, mm-hmm. they like hearing things that they've heard before, so whenever that comes back, it just like it like releases endorphins and stuff, like it literally makes you happier and makes you feel good whenever you hear it again so that makes 100 percent sense that that would work in comedy too speaking of how long have you been doing comedy like when did you start <laughs> so i started in december and uh Dang. i had yeah so i did i i know the guy who you you know he's in charge of ob's and i went up to him i was like look man uh they did I, before you. I had never heard of them doing any open mics yeah. or anything like that. So they, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You're the beginning of the comedy scene in Lake Charles, man. That's <laughs> the plan, man. Yeah, the pioneer. Yeah. yeah, they have a couple open mics here, but it's nothing that's like really big. Yeah, and so that's kind of my plan is to is to build something here because there's a market for it. Because I mean, yeah. y'all know y'all have lived in Lake Charles for a long time. Absolutely, there's not really a lot to do here. No, and, but it's a great place to live. Right. So right. I think that we're really missing that part. I mean, yeah. it's cool that like Houston couple hours away you know we got Lafayette New Orleans but I think that Lake Charles can turn into something and I think that this could definitely be a part of it especially with how we're growing with the casinos and like people are coming here yeah so yeah, yeah they they sometimes they have some big names go to the casinos I've never yeah. been though that would I've, yeah. I've seen sublime at the casino and but I've never seen any like comedy I'd, I'd love to go to a show or something I need to make one of your shows I still haven't been yeah, yeah. what are y'all doing a tomorrow night 
Uh, tomorrow nothing, night? I have work yeah, tomorrow. Nothing. I work at, so the reason we started, and this is a great segue, yeah. the reason we started doing the sports stuff too is me and Matthew work at the American Press. We work in the sports section, so like nice. I write articles for their football games and stuff like that, and then we take uh, scores and, and things like that. So that's why we we really wanted to get into the sports because we work for the newspaper. So Yeah, it's but, just something you see every day anyways. Right. Another thing, too, I also work for uh, State Farm and sales, mm-hmm. and doing you're talking about sales, selling mm-hmm. your, your thicket things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like <clears throat> getting up on stage and building confidence, especially with the podcast, the, the way I've seen it is getting used to talking and telling stories and stuff like that yes. makes it so much easier to sell stuff. And I've seen even in selling insurance, I've gotten better at as far as confidence and knowing, okay, this is what I'm going to say right now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, yeah. It all, it all kind of ties in together with confidence and communication skills. So. Absolutely. And I, I've always, I, I'd always found myself very able to kind of like spitball and do things on the fly whenever you're like just saying something funny, like a quick joke. Uh, that, that's just how my mind works. Like I tell a lot of dad jokes and then yeah. better knows. And I'll say uh, like the other day, like, I, you know who Jill Engel is? Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the other day, I, someone said Jill Ingle's name, and I was like, what would happen if you put that name together? And I was like, well, it's got a nice ring to it. It's a nice little jingle. Jill-ing-ling. Oh, And I literally just like, oh, it just God. popped in my head. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know how it happens. It just <laughs> That's just how my mind works. Yeah. I grew up watching a ton of movies whenever I was younger, and I would literally try and relate everything to a movie. Yeah. I, I, lived, I lived in Lake Charles, but I went to school in Grand Lake, so I never really got to hang out with everyone as much as I would have wanted to or as much as they did because they yeah. all lived next to each other. Right. So I would just watch movies all the time. So they would always relate stories, but I would always relate the stories that like I'd seen in movies. And I think maybe that's where that has to come from. Yeah. And Because uh, I have a younger brother, Paul. We're 11 months apart, and me and him are very Basically similar. Lil Dicky. Yes, he looks like <laughs> Lil Dicky. He look, yeah. He's like a complete... Exactly, oh, really? copy. <laughs> yeah, except if you were to ask him, I'd be like, "No, my name's Dave." Yeah, so, <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be like the timid, you know, Dave Bird part, you know. Yeah. So, uh, his uh, his show's coming out soon. It's Jeffrey. Out. Oh, really? The first oh, episode wow. came out Wednesday. Looks, I think. Oh, wow, yeah, it looks hilarious. Night. So, two episodes. Okay, we're watching that tonight. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, what? So, what made you want to start doing comedy? So, I would always tell jokes, and uh, you know, do the dad jokes, whatever. And so, actually, and you just like. I'd go sell Thicket. I'd do it with, with Cody Cross, and he has Crimson Fence. So we'd always go to all these events together. And one day he was just like, you know what, Gidry? You you should just start doing comedy, man. And yeah. eventually I was like, dude, why not? I make everyone laugh whenever yeah. I'm around anyways. And I mean, not to be conceited, but I mean, that's just... <clears throat> Like I, I just I don't know I just do so yeah. I was like you gotta try some things yeah exactly. you you would never know if you didn't try so exactly yeah. so I hit up the guy at OBS and I was like hey man we want to do a show and there was about sixty people there and it was mainly pike guys and their girlfriends <laughs> and uh, but it was, it was you awesome. gotta start got somewhere yeah. exactly we yeah. have we had ten people listen to this our podcast when we first started and now it's grown to like forty so exactly, I mean yeah. you gotta start somewhere yeah yeah so yeah. I did that and then I started like after that. We did a uh, open mic at this bar called the Social Club, mm-hmm. and so it's 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 older people. I mean, they're not like that. They're they're in their like you know thirties, like thirties, late twenties. So and but it's a di- very different type of crowd. So then what the kind of jokes we're used to telling. So we tell our jokes, and I really like going to places like that because that's total like we don't know anybody. Yeah, and so you really get a good feel of it. Right, and as yeah. opposed to like your friends, you're gonna, you know, are gonna laugh anyways. Right, you know something. how to make them laugh and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, like I did a joke at this last show where I talked. I do a lot of movie references because I'll impersonate people, and so I'll, like I said, you know, put people in weird situations. While well, I tell a joke, you know, I start off very serious, and I'm like, look, I don't like to joke about politics religion and i don't like throwing your opinion i go yada yada i go on to it forever and make mm-hmm. it like kind of drag on like Build okay okay up. what he's about to say yeah, yeah. and uh, this one dude in the background goes hey man say what you gotta say just say it brother <laughs> and i was like you're damn right i'm about to say it <laughs> and i was like i'm here to tell y'all right now that die hard is a fucking christmas movie and oh, like so the, some of the older people will go he went Hell yeah, it is. And like they yeah. like they all got up for it, but then like some of the younger people were like, "What is that movie? I have no idea what that <laughs> oh, is." Oh wow! So yeah, yeah, I know that's a big thing um, around Christmas time for like the older generation. I've never seen it, so but oh dude, it's uh, a classic. We interrupt the regular scheduled programming for uh, some special breaking news. 
three cases of travel-related coronavirus in greater Houston area. Oh, shit. I'm still going on I Saturday. Say, do we want to I can handle the flu. <laughs> We're going to an XFL game this Saturday, me and Gunnar R. And Tyler, too. And Tyler, too. And Jacob's going to be there doing open mic. You can adjust that uh, microphone if you want to. I, mean, I just... Yeah. I'm just very like fidgety. So oh I yeah, keep, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't I didn't know if you wanted it, to adjust it. Yeah, you can move it if you need to. Oh no, yeah. I just keep. Yeah, that's just um, that's just how it is. How often are you getting practice in? So, I uh, so at, at the place where I work at, uh, I have a whiteboard, and so it's very easy for me to like throw up my ideas on there whenever I'm not you know you know busy <coughs> doing work or whatever. So. I'll throw my ideas up there, and I uh, I'll meet with another guy that I do comedy with, Corey Kyle, and uh, his cousin Barrett. Sometimes they've been doing the shows with me, and uh, but I'll I'll go with them, and I'll just kind of run jokes by them. But a lot of it is stuff that I already know is going to be funny because it follows kind of the same formula that mm-hmm. I've. Yeah, I didn't even like pay attention to it. Whenever I was younger, I would always say things like, "All right, like what's what's going to make people laugh." And so I would just think about what would make people laugh. And I found that there are certain things and different like you that you could say that kind of apply in any situation that they're I don't know, they're just gonna make people laugh, you know? And it's like the dad jokes, those make people cringe all the time. And yeah. I mean I think that they're hilarious, so I say them anyways. But it's not like a you're not attacking anybody and yeah. you're not I don't there's no divisiveness or anything about it like there isn't some you know person that you would single out because you said it it's just like oh my gosh like you laugh because you're like okay that's really cool that you're able to put those two things together i know it's just you're just connecting two things that people normally wouldn't think to put together and i don't even remember what the question was to be honest Uh, how often you practice yes so i'll do i'll I'll meet with them normally a couple times before the show just kind of run through the joke and see how it is i don't practice as much as i should uh, normally, I just kind of do the jokes a couple days beforehand. I come up with the ideas and the premises, and then, but like you said, that that motivation's like not there. So I'll just stare at them, and I know what I'm going to say, but I don't write it out. Because once I write it out, then I'll say it out loud, and I normally don't look at the paper again. But I need to write it out so that way I know where I want to go with it. Because at this last show we did, I actually forgot a couple things. Like I wanted to impersonate Danny DeVito at one point, and. Uh, but I and I like I totally forgot about it just because like I didn't practice enough. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll take the jokes and but I'll do a lot of open mics. That's where you get a lot of good practice in because you're you're testing it out in front of a crowd and I'll bring a pad up there with me and that's that's just a common thing you know. Yeah, you to can do mark there. it off or whatever. Yeah, make notes. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'll test it out there. I've gone to one here in Lake Charles. I've been to uh, one in Baton Rouge. I'm going to that. Uh, place in Houston on Saturday and on Sunday. So what's the place? It's called the. Uh, you got to promote yourself, man. We're, right. <laughs> you can catch Jacob Gidry at uh, at the Secret Club. The Secret gotcha. Group. My bad. The Secret. Group. The Secret Group. Yes, in Houston. Oh. So at eleven thirty, they have a speed round. It's, it's like a lightning round open mic. Okay. And that is eleven thirty at night, and but you only get three minutes. So normally you get five. Yeah, I was about, I was and that was my next question. How many minutes do you have? Yeah, so with those you get 5 and then mm-hmm. they'll flash a flash a light at you at 4 to let you know that you have 1 minute left. Gotcha. And actually the last time I went to he, uh Baton Rouge, this uh I was I was kind of flattered, you know, I'd only been there one time, but this one dude kind of took part of my joke. And so 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 I had this joke where I talk about uh about the the BBC nature documentaries with David Attenborough. Oh yes, yes. David ah, Attenborough. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I talk about that. I read his book. It's so he has good. A book. Yeah, yeah. It's over there. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're gonna have to because I love watching yeah. those nature documentaries. Yeah. He is he is the goat. He yeah. is. He yeah. is. So I, I talk about that, and then, but then I talk about like, what if someone else narrated? You know, like what if what if Christopher Walken. Oh, narrated yeah. it and so i like I, <laughs> I compare like the two differences and but yeah. so I, I open it up with you know those nature documentaries uh you know with david attenborough in them on bbc well this guy he was the co-host and he went up a few mics before me mm-hmm. and he got up there and goes yeah you know those uh bbc documentaries with david attenborough and i was like this son of a bitch oh my god he's still part of the joke but it was a totally totally different thing after that but i was like i was like oh, i kind of flattered that someone thought yeah you know yeah. That the premise was good enough to take from my joke and use it in their joke i guess i must be doing something right so he so. heard you before 
Yeah, because he, he went. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's say wow. Because I'd done it a couple weeks beforehand. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I and I had said that joke. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. How many minutes? So like you do you do when you go and perform at OBs? Mm-hmm. How many minutes do you normally do? Like ten minutes or? So the very first time I did about thirty. And oh then, wow! Yeah. Dang. Okay. Yeah. So you, content. Oh, wow. He's, he's yeah. got content on yeah. content. I had Holy a bunch smokes. of just crazy random stuff that little jokes I'd always written down. Yeah. And I did this one part where I was like, "Hey guys, I know this is my first show, mm-hmm. but uh, I've already been asked to go host another show. It's it's this little thing. It's called Saturday Night Live. Y'all ever heard of it? <laughs> and I was like, "But they want me to do some one liners. So, you mind if I run those by y'all? So I had yeah. just like all the dad jokes I could think of and just had them compiled in this little red notebook. Yeah. And then I just kind of read off the one-liners yeah. and so just just different crazy things like that i had a prop joke so i feel like carrot top and just like pulling out different things <laughs> and uh, uh found out i should never do that again because uh, that was really? that was not a good joke uh, <laughs> i didn't, I didn't uh, know how to end it I, it was just kind of awkward so. that's uh, that's i mean that's how you figure that kind of stuff yeah. out exactly i was about to say it, there might be a good joke in there but you just haven't exactly. found it yet you exactly. gotta work so, it out so I keep everything yeah. written down. Yeah, I have a bunch yeah. of jokes that I just I want to go back to. I, I want to do this one. I mean, you know, the, the power of three. You know, you got to mm-hmm. you know three three different points. So I want to do this one where I talk about uh, reality TV shows and just kind of mm-hmm. how crazy they are. And so I wanted to start off with uh, like house hunters, talk about how they like you know introduce the house to people and say like oh because it's normally they show them a bad house, they show them a way too good house, and then they show them like a house right in the middle. So yeah. I was gonna be like, oh, this is how I hit on women. You know, like, <laughs> I go to the bar, I find the find the worst looking girl there. You know, she looks like she uh, sells cigarettes behind a gas station counter. <laughs> and uh, but I'm gonna talk to her to build myself a steam up, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna hit on the hottest chick there that I have no shot with and get right. shot down. Yeah. And then so just that, and then talk about uh, like how ridiculous shows like Love Island are. And uh, oh, we were what was that show we were watching? Blind, blind Love. love is I've heard about that show. Love is yeah. blind. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Berg, you were you're surprised at 30 minutes. That stuff. I feel like time flies by really fast though. Once you get up there and start going. Yeah. Because I know it was like that. Whenever like even in, like public speaking classes, you'd be so nervous. Oh, yeah. And then once you get up there, next thing you know, you're like, oh wow, like my time is up now. Or even peer leaders, whenever you know doing that stuff, you'd be nervous. You know, reading your lines backstage. And you get out there, and it's like it flies by like it was nothing. Yep. See, the thing with comedy is you have to take into account, like your your set may be thirty minutes, uh-huh. but you also have to take into account laughter. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, oh, <laughs> so yeah. hopefully people are going to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> and when they laugh, that takes up some time. And if someone says something in the in the in the show, like I I remember I told this story about a uh, about if Shaggy was a a drug dealer, and. And so I said, so I, I, I set up the premise, whatever is ridiculous, of course. And and this dude goes, this dude goes, oh man, he's about to do some Scooby Doo up in here. That's what <laughs> I'm talking about. And I was like, I am Raggy. Yeah. So it's just, just I, I like doing little things like that where you connect with the crowd because that's kind of like like built, like who we're talking about sales. Like you're building that rapport with the crowd. Yep. Especially with the crowd that doesn't know you. Yeah. You have to sell yourself. Like you came here for a reason. You paid money, and it's to laugh. And yeah. I'm gonna give that to you. That's true. I feel like starting off in comedy, and I mean, sure, it's like this and everything else too. It's hard to like build it up at the beginning because at first you like people aren't buying the brand. You're right. you're having to sell it while like someone's gonna go see Joe Rogan or Bill Burr because like their name like who they are exactly. they they might have never even seen any of their specials or or you know and they're still yeah. gonna go just because they like their podcast or because they're you yeah. know they know other people like them so that's so gotta I, be tough it is and i'm very fortunate for two things okay first thing is i almost see comedy as like my avengers where everything comes together so mm-hmm. like in high school i was in a bunch of different clubs and i met a lot of people and i've always been a very personable person and then in college, you know, I was in a fraternity. I did, you know, I was an orientation leader. Yeah, we were a frat. And then you know, I did, I was an orientation leader. I did all these things that allowed me to meet all these people. So whenever I started doing the comedy, like people knew the name and they're like, oh, hey, I didn't know you were doing this. So about after the second time when we did it, we did the uh, the open mic. And of course, you know, like all the, uh, like all of my fraternity guys were coming out, whatever. And yeah. so, but that kind of like, they would take videos of me or they would do whatever. And people would be like, I didn't know you were doing that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very blessed that I've already, I've already had a, a large group of close people who have like wanted to see me succeed. And because of that, like I've been able to branch out and, uh, 
So I'm trying to do some bigger shows, uh, especially here around town. Like we have one at OB's. We're shooting for a few more bars, but I've also gotten in contact with someone in Lafayette. Uh, and so we've gotten a show down there that we're going to be doing uh, in April. So uh, just just big things are on the way, but it's kind of like a, a guerrilla tactic, you know, going at it from nobody yeah. knows who I am. And that's where the other thing that I'm very blessed to have is that there's nothing here. So mm-hmm. it's easy for me to start it up because there's not a lot of competition. Right, yeah. So, and people, you know, they, they love comedy, especially especially nowadays. Like, people, people love a good laugh. Yeah. So by bringing that to them and saying, hey, this is local. Yeah, I was about to say like they Charles, don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. people love local stuff, especially yeah. around here, man. Especially it's very, very tight-knit, family-friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone that I've ever met who's come down, they're like, I absolutely love this place because everybody here is so nice and they're yeah. so just very open arms. So the the fact that I have that going for me here, it's a very unique thing, and it's because I'm here in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but yeah so that's that's really helped me out. Yep. So what about uh, Thicket? You want to you want to tell us the story uh, yeah. about how that came about? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. So Thicket is uh, for those of y'all who don't know, it's uh, my own uh, business that I have. It's wooden watches and wooden sunglasses, hence the Thicket. Uh, and is this one right here? That is one right there. So that <laughs> is a uh, it's a zebra wood with a brown sandalwood on the outside, and it has oh, the wow. green dial on the face. Yeah, there, there's there. Comfortable, lightweight. Yeah, you have your own label on there too. Yep, that's, that's a, cool. The How'd you logo. get? Did the you get that made somewhere? Or like, how do you? Is that a sticker that you put on there? Or? So I came up with the logo, uh-huh. and uh, from the logo, I, I have a company I work with, and they basically they help me put do the assembly. So I decide like the kinds of woods that I want to use and yeah. the designs, and then from there they. They put the logo on it and they send it over to me and uh, I take it from there. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of Cliffside Apparel there, yeah. uh, Gunner. Cliffside, back in the day. <laughs> what's, uh, what's Cliffside Apparel? <laughs> uh, me and some buddies, we started an apparel company. Yeah. Um, me is, uh, for anybody who may know, John David Henning and then Evan and Dawson Falgu. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it lasted lasted a couple months. Yeah. I mean, it started off. I still have the t-shirts. Yeah, nice. me too. Well, I think, I don't know. And they, I still they have had my a hat. cooler too. I think I was the only person that had a cooler like yeah. a soft cooler. It was supposed yeah. to was supposed to be the big seller. Yeah. We sold one. <laughs> no, but it was uh I mean, we we started off pretty strong. We had like a lot of meetings and we had like a good business plan and yeah. it was like right as we were all it was right after our freshman year, I yeah. think, and we were all starting our sophomore years yeah. except for Dawson cuz he's a year younger, but yeah, and what Evan was like in med school or whatever and I was in yeah, engineering. Pre-med, it, yeah. And then I was starting to get involved with my fraternity and all that. And yeah. it got to the point where like nobody was putting in any effort and so it was just kind of like we were paying for like our domain and we we're, you know, paying for all like all that stuff and the, to have our like wholesale comp or uh the fulfillment center and all that. Right. And so it got to the point where we we're just like yeah, we should just quit while we're ahead because none of yeah. us were putting any effort in. So, and they were at LSU. John David, Evan, and Dawson were at LSU too. And I was at McNasty. Was here. Yeah, so McNasty. Kind of hard. Yeah, So that's that's the crazy thing about apparel is, is it's hard to differentiate yourself because I mean it's it's very easy to differentiate yourself. But the only thing that's different is the logo. Most of the product is all the same. Yeah. So it's very fickle. Until and that's you build really that a, brand. Exactly. It's yeah. a total brand-dominated field. If you if you don't have the brand, you don't have the followers, and it's very hard to do that. That's why I'll go to all these, these fairs and festivals, and I'll sell the, the watches and everything. Yeah. And the cool thing about that is I actually have some T-shirts with it now. Uh-huh. Those are just kind of like a, a down sell, basically, or people who yeah. like, I really love the brand, I love this, but uh, – but but you know I you know I can't get a watch so like well, let me just get a shirt so that yeah. they get a shirt yeah so that's why I like having you know multiple things and there. that's probably easier too for people to see the logo and ask about it than it like is. if you just have the watch or the sunglasses it's probably a lot lower of a number of people who are actually gonna like be like where'd you get those at you know whenever yeah. they see the logo yeah. then they're like what's what's you know what's thicket exactly Cody, like Cody Cody's, Cross I I see done people pretty well I've yeah to this I, day I pretty see much all over town I mean pretty much oh, anywhere yeah. you go I yeah. like at work every morning I'm going through the gates at, oh yeah at the old sulfur, plant yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. the yeah. plant and sulfur <laughs> and and 
you'll see a lot of people wearing them them crimson crimson fan hats. Yeah, dude, everybody he, at the plant. He's an animal at it, man. He's yeah. he's done a fantastic. He definitely grind. That it. dude is a. He's been a doing it forever too. I think that's the machine. Main thing. Timing, timing, and persistence. If you just keep at it, then it'll grow naturally. So like. And we were talking about Rogan before this too. Like he's been doing that podcast for like fourteen years, thirteen years, or something like that. Something absurd. Same yeah. thing with Bill yeah. Burr. Bill Burr started when podcasts were like a thing you had to download on the computer, mm-hmm. and maybe you would try to listen to it. You know, so it's just timing and persistence. Is and he started doing things. stuff like this, and then now he is literally like one of the top influential people in the, in the world, world right now yeah yeah literally yeah. he says one thing about what bernie or whatever not to yeah. get into politics staying out of that but yeah. and then everybody but he was, wasn't even trying to get political he, that yeah, was the yeah. thing like he wasn't even and trying then to be everybody political. started like coming at him yeah sideways and upside down <laughs> yeah. yeah every yeah. every degree mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy how people they, they love to make things about themselves and it's, it's very understandable because you don't want to get into anything or or yeah. do something if you don't see the benefit, you know, for yourself. You know, we're all out for our, our own self-interest, but mm-hmm. de- depending on whatever that is. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's just it's just crazy how people, you know, they think you, they think you should think something, so they're, they're going to get at it and get in your face about it because, I don't know, it's a small minority, but, yeah. Yeah. Did you have another question, Gunner? Was that all your questions? How many questions did you have? Uh, pretty much. I mean, I, the only it. other thing I have basically is is what's like what's your end goal? What's your plan? What like what do you try with both comedy and thick? <laughs> you like selling watches or are you making people <laughs> laugh? What are you doing there? Well, I mean, both. Are, like, what what's what is? Oh, oh, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. What, so, like, what's in your in your view right now? What are you trying to get at? Right. So, whenever I first got into college, my initial plan was, all right, I'm gonna be a lawyer. Yeah, you know, just typical, you know, go be a lawyer or whatever. Oh, you're mm-hmm. good at arguing. You should be a lawyer. So I actually worked at a law firm, and I loved the people there, but it just wasn't my type of, like, I didn't want to be in that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I realized uh, that there, there, there are other ways to make money without doing that. So yep. I, you know, I went into sales. I knew that was a pretty big thing. So I, I started Thicket and uh, just kind of see if maybe that was what I wanted to do. And I've read a lot of books, a lot of, you know, pay attention to a lot of people because that's where you learn. I mean, I've learned so much from books. Like I listen to Audible so I can just do whatever else and just listen Mm -hmm. to it. And that has helped me so much, Uh, you know, being a leader and being, you know, in business. And so I I did think it for a while and I knew all the stuff I needed to do with it, but I never really had that drive to actually do it. And. Whenever my buddy told me, like, hey, man, you should do comedy, you know, Cody again. Yeah. And uh, see, that's how good he is, man. We've yeah, mentioned him multiple working. times. He, he's doing realty right now, isn't he? He is. He's yeah. And he's killing it there, too. He is doing really? fantastic. Oh, wow. He needs to have a crash course. Yeah. Teach us how to, how to have work ethic. Yeah. There's so much money in, in the information. Like, I'm going to lead you to a better life, self-help. It's, yeah. it's insane. Uh, but back to what I was saying doing the comedy i really enjoy the comedy and i love doing what i'm doing i love you know getting up there telling jokes and then afterwards going down and talking to everyone you know getting feedback and like what can i do better i hope you enjoyed yourself uh yeah. this is when the next show is and it's just i i really feel a lot of self fulfillment out of that so my plan right now is and i know and i'm not naive thinking that it's going to happen overnight like i know it's going to take a while so like I have a part time job, I have Thicket, and I plan on doing those. And because Thicket's very, I could do it on the weekends. It's mm-hmm. not I know what I have to do for it. To, yeah. You know, go to the fairs and festivals or whatever. Um, Are you still in school too? I am. Yeah. So I graduated uh, in May. Okay, me too. Yeah. 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 You used so, to work at the uh, storage place that Stefan worked at. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Are so you the, you're the manager now, or so I I am, but I'm part time. Gotcha, so they have okay. a full time manager. There. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I so, and that, that was Stefan's position. He okay. Was the yeah, yeah. I was wondering. He said that you were taking his spot when he left, so I didn't know. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I he used to it, live here. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was our old roommate. So. Yeah. I bought yeah. a. I bought his uh, kayak. Kayak. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's got a got a Kappa Six sticker on it. I got to take it yeah, off. Oh. <laughs> still, <laughs> still taking it off. No, yeah. I have. It's been in, well. It's been too cold to go uh, kayak. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm about to go. Caught me one soon. As really? soon as it warms up a little. Probably yeah. after daylight savings this weekend, I'll yeah. probably go and. 
nice. go and snatch one. Yeah. But so I, I really enjoy doing the comedy. I know that that's that's what. And I always tell people like, oh, so what are you gonna do after you graduate? I'm like, well, I hope you laugh, but uh, I'm gonna do stand up <laughs> comedy. Yeah. And uh, and like I said, you know, I'm not naive. I know that it's gonna take a while, but I, it's it's a lot easier than it was back in the day because of social media. Yeah. You know, things like TikTok, YouTube, that you can post your content out there and makes it easier for someone to find you. Yeah. Um, but I know that, like you said, persistence and timing, like you have to stay on top of it mm-hmm. to actually do that. And so that's what I've really been doing right now with the comedy stuff. Like I've got four or five shows lined up. Uh, I'm talking to that guy in, in Lafayette. Yeah. Uh, I got another show to bees. Uh, that's it, man. Repetition. Exactly. Yeah. It's a muscle. That's what we talk about when we're doing our podcast, too. Anytime we take some time off, our schedule gets busy and it takes us forever to get back into the swing of things, it's a muscle that you're always having to work out. And we'll have podcasts that we're like okay we need to start this over because like we're just you know flat today or something's not Mm -hmm. right let's try to start it over and flex that muscle again because it gets we'll get better and then the schedule gets busy school happens we can't record for like a week and so we have to come back and and start the the engine back up so and it's it's just too easy to lose people's interest too if you if you stop for I mean, it's the same with, like, music. You might have somebody you're really into, and they they don't put another album out for a year. Whenever their new album comes out, they're, it's like, yeah. it's like <laughs> I don't know. I moved on to a new artist. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, this is, uh, who is calling me? That's my dad. I'll, I'll call him back after this. Moby. Uh, yeah, Big Mo. Uh, this is your podcast. What you got for us? We've been hammering uh, yeah. you with hammering you with the old, the old questions. That's oh, true, that's true. Uh... Wow, let's see here. So, do y'all have? So, I know y'all are into, uh, you know, but into speaking into of, beer, are you, you going to drink the rest of the that? beer? Uh, you can have it. Cool. If you want it. Uh, <laughs> so, hope you took your insulin shot before this. Uh, we good. We good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, let's see. So, what what other kind of of, of interest and stuff do y'all have? Because I know. Well, I know, like, Gunnar, you're graduated, and you're about to graduate, too. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've really been trying to do is find things to fill my time. I, t- I really took Christmas break. as like, okay, this is how life's going to be after I graduate. And most yeah. people don't think about it like that. Yeah. And so, because there's no school. So you have to find out how to fill your time. Yeah. And if you don't find something to fill your time, it's going to drive you All crazy. All right, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for this question. I'm about to lightning round it because <laughs> I've got, like, five things I want to talk about. Let's hear it. Let's, I want to hear about everything. And I want to hear from both of y'all. I want to hear what you're doing now to kind of fill up your time. And especially you after you graduate, like you're going to mm-hmm. have to have something to fill up that time. Yeah, so absolutely. What, what are you doing? I'm dealing with that right now. So one, guys. I wanted by the end of the year, I wanted to run a marathon. That is going very slowly. Ooh. Yeah, it's going very slowly <laughs> because all the training I was doing at the beginning, like it was basically a New Year's resolution. Uh-huh. Uh, shin splints, dude. I have Ooh. awful running oh, form. Oh, yeah, I forgot about and, that. And I don't know why, but every time, well, I was going great for like a few weeks, and then I had to take some time off because of my shin splints, and then it rained literally like every other day for like a month straight. So hopefully I'll start getting back into running soon and can at least go do some 5Ks or something just so I don't feel like a total piece of crap. But uh, So that's one. Reading books, uh, I'm also going slowly on that, but I'm I'm like in the middle of like three different books. I need to just pick one and just crush Mm -hmm. it. So what, what kind of books are they? I'm I'm really big into like science Nerd books. Stuff. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> seriously, read a book about math. No, uh, straight up, straight <laughs> up. I, literally, it's it was called like one thousand and one like math mathematics. Facts. It's literally yeah. like you could. It's cool though. It talks about like the history of numbers and it talks about like how different formulas and equations come about. But yeah, that there were I I read about nerd stuff too. Nerd stuff yeah, too. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I've read Neil's book. I've read Stephen Hawking's book. Uh, Brief uh, History of Time. So yeah. I'm, I'm just messing with him because yeah, that no, math book. A hundred of a thousand and one. I actually facts about math. I found a book is a history book on Lake mm-hmm. Charles called Lost Lake Charles, and it talks about like the entire history of Lake Charles. I still I'm like one chapter into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that one. I'm reading a book about weather right now. It talks about like the physics and the science behind weather. Uh, I'm probably about halfway through that one. Yeah, a lot of nerdy stuff. There's not many, I mean, and then some self-help stuff too. I used mm-hmm. to, I like, uh, the subtle art of not giving a bleep. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to, I can't remember. There's a there's a handful of them. Like whenever me and my dad would be going back and forth to Deer Lease, just like throw it on an audio book and we, you know, because he's, he's big into business stuff too. Mm-hmm. So it's like both just trying to kind of get that mindset. So reading, um, Obviously, brewing beer. I'm getting into that too. 
uh, second batch will be done soon. Nice. Y'all hit me up if you want to try some. Hey, that next next when you get it ready, we'll come on. We'll do another yeah. Sawyer Saloon. That's yeah. Good. Oh yeah. And then we're we're gonna start, Eventually, we're gonna start the good what is Goodwinberg. Uh, yeah, the Goodwinberg. Whatever. Yeah. Don't ask me to do an accent. <laughs> I can I can barely I can barely do my own accent. Like that's how bad <laughs> I am in accents. Is I'm bad at doing myself. But so yeah, yeah. Brewing beer podcasting. We're trying to trying to keep content flowing there. Uh, which without getting too far off on a tangent, the sports one has helped me learn so much about like, cause I've been big into sports news. Like I keep up with the headlines, but actually learning the fundamental, we talked about that. I think in the last episode yeah. is I'm actually starting to learn like most of the fundamentals. Cause I mean, I played sports, but I was never serious. Like I never, I was never playing these sports thinking to myself, like I'm going to do this one day. It was kind of just like my parents want me to play sports. So I'm playing sports and I'm, you know, I have friends and this is fun, but whatever, back on, back to what I was talking about. So yeah, podcasting. And then here's something that, uh, probably not too many people know about. I've, I want to get my pilot's license. Oh wow. And so I'm saving up to start doing that. But in the meantime, I have like a whole flight simulator rig he's, down in my room. The simulator. You got to go see it. It's, it, yeah. it's crazy. I've got the yoke, the rudder pedals. pedals. Yeah. The, cool. I, the program I have literally like you, if you're flying low enough, you can literally see the streets. Like, I I straight up was like hovering. I paused it over here where we're at right now. It's a real map. Yeah, yeah, and you could see like the streets. And I I pulled Berg in there. I was like, dude, this is like where we're at right now. That's insane. Yeah, you can fly everything from. uh, I mean, and it's it is literally people like they use it at certain uh, Mm -hmm. like certified flight instructors. They'll use it uh, to like log hours if like the weather conditions are bad or whatever. So it's legit. I mean, you. 100% 100% the physics of it and everything is exactly how a plane It's got all be. the instruments and measurements and yeah, gauges so, and stuff. So I'm trying to just kind of learn as much as I can now and then once I have some more money saved up. Because that stuff is expensive. Yeah. It is like $500. Like just to rent the plane and take the lesson, it'll be like $500 for like an hour and a half. Yeah. It is it is ridiculous. But yeah, so uh, I think that's I mean, and then of course music. I, yeah. which, which it's just hard. I sometimes I'll have motivation. I'll sit down and I'll bust out, you know, something. But it's hard to, especially because once you put out something that sounds pretty good, you don't want to put out something else that sounds bad. You want to, right? You want to outdo yourself quality. every yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The big thing about all of these hobbies that he's talking about is finding a way to monetize and make money off of them, exactly. so he can quit his job at the plants and just really? do like a uh, podcasting or flighting or that's a, he. Isn't that you want to go? Yeah. Get a, d- don't get me wrong. So I'm a mechanical engineer. Yeah. Money's good. Job's easy. But it's not my passion. Right. And I could do this the rest of my life. But I just don't think I want to. Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually looking at getting into sales in a few years or whatever once I get experience and no more. Uh maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where life takes me. Yeah. I'm young. I still have plenty of time. Yeah. Right. And that's that's the thing. That's why I I I'm really I think we're on the same level because we have all these hobbies and stuff and a lot of people they just don't have that. So they like they're like, Okay, well I'm just gonna get a job and then they get a job and they don't know what else to do. And then with they themselves. then they get married and then they have a kid and then they're twenty four and they are extremely in debt and Exactly. And they, they have no time they just never kidding, I'm proud of all up. of you all of you listening right. to this who who are married with kids at twenty four years old and have a hundred thousand dollars in debt. It's <laughs> it's fine to each his own. <laughs> that's just yeah. not my uh, that's not my forte, man. So. Not where I want to be. I do want a family one day. Just not anytime soon. In another decade. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to build while. myself up first, and so that way they can yeah, be like, yeah. like, like a stable. You right, know? exactly. Yeah. Rather than because everyone's so stressed about make just trying no to make joke, it. no yeah. joke. I'm stressed enough, and I don't have like any responsibilities other than going to work and paying my bills right now. So I couldn't imagine having to take care of a whole family a at human this point life. In my life. Yeah, yeah. No some way. people, some people mature faster, I guess, and. Good for you. Yeah. Not me. I'm chilling. What about you, Zach? What are you Yeah. Um, podcasting for sure. Making, I mean, we, we live together. So um, making beer and wine um, coming up. Like like I said, I graduate in May. So we'll see. I work for State Farm right now, working in sales. So um, getting that experience. Yeah. Getting sales experience. Building the, that resume. Yeah. The podcast is like what i really want it because i 
like the reason we started it too is because I've I listen to sports podcasts all the time, and I was like, man, it'd be cool to make one for people around here because there's just it's all national, you know. There's right. some LSU ones based solely on LSU things and. Um, and then Matthew, Matthew's a huge part of it too, because he's like a walking encyclopedia. He is of, brilliant. Yeah. His sports knowledge, you can ask him like who won the Heisman in 1974 and he'll know it like that. And then one time, one time we literally asked him like who won Super Bowl 40 or it was like Super Bowl like 27. He was like, blah, 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 blah. And then we we're like, who won the coin toss? And he was like, hold on, let me. And then he said it, and then he was like, yeah, straight no, it up. Was, it was two people. Yeah, he goes, it was, it was actually two people. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then I looked it up, yeah. and he was, right. he was right. I mean, yeah. he'll say their name with like the exact middle name and everything. He just yeah. he just knows the stuff. Yeah. You can ask him who the second string freaking defensive tackle is for this team, or was for this team in, you know, 70-whatever. Yeah. And for some his, reason, he just knows. His yeah. favorite thing is the coaching trees, too, and we talk about it on our on Secondhand Sports all the time about, he's like, I always ask him, like, okay, where did this coach come from? And he was like, well, he was the strength and conditioning coach in 1974 to 1973 to for blah, 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 you know? So it's like, holy smokes. He, he just knows. Yeah. It, at at some hard. point we want to work in like a segment on the sports, on the sports ones where we just yeah. like have like, like a, Random like questions. a lightning round, like for like yeah. two or three minutes where we just have like a little, like if he gets it right, ding, which you won't hear many buzzers because you hear straight dings. Cause he just, he really yeah. just doesn't get, sometimes we'd be like, uh, uh, and think about it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's, yeah. but it, it's mainly football, football, and then I guess a little bit of golf." Um, yeah. Um, so that, and yeah, I mean, those are probably obviously. I'd like to read books too. I read the last book that I started. Well, there was a book that I was reading um, a few weeks ago about the New Orleans Saints when they won the Super Bowl. That was mm-hmm. pretty interesting, and then. Um, like uh, read David Attenborough's book. I'm just kind of all over the place. The next book I want to read is about LSU football. But the the actual last book that I actually was reading was a book on winemaking. So <laughs> I'm all over the place. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So actually, I left something out too. Cooking. Oh, oh really? yeah. We've been getting into cooking a lot yeah. here lately. I mean, yeah. I we have a whole like seven and a half cubic uh cubic feet foot inch, inch? Uh, uh. no cubic cubic foot <laughs> deep freezer oh Ooh. freezer i thought you were talking about the kitchen it's a very small no. kitchen yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah we've yeah. got a like a huge deep freezer completely full of just deer meat and deer just meat, yeah. a whole bunch of so like we're getting creative i mean looking up recipes learn we cooked a stuff. lot during football season. We'd have people over to watch like the games and wood grill and stuff like that. So. I saw that. Yeah, you always seem to have like a good amount of people over here. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Hopefully, we can integrate. That was way before we started podcasting, too. So, what we were trying to do, like a couple weekends ago, we watched an XFL game while we were uh, recording, and so it'd be cool to do live watch-alongs or whatever. So. Well, guys, I'm really glad y'all came here and joined me. Uh, we had a good little conversation, and uh, Gunner, I look forward to coming over again whenever you have that yeah. next brew batch. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Coming yeah. to probably, what, two, uh, three weeks from now it'll be ready. Yeah. There we go. Three weeks yeah. we'll be right here. <laughs> so don't forget, guys, uh, tomorrow, Friday, we will be at Paradise Daiquiri's yeah. in Sulphur on Begless Highway. Y'all mm-hmm. come check us out. It'll be me, Corey Kyle. And Barrett Kyle, and we're gonna we're gonna tell some jokes. There we go. Hey, y'all laugh. So yeah. uh, I want to thank y'all for coming on, and make sure to yeah. check out y'all's podcast. Yeah, secondhand. It's secondhand podcast on Twitter at secondhand underscore pod or second. If you just search secondhand sports on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, then it's on there too. So Fair yeah, enough. good deal. Yeah. Make sure to check out Jacob Gidry stand up at Facebook on Facebook. <laughs> there, there we go. go. <laughs> there you go. Cool deal. Well, <laughs> all right. Awesome, guys. Appreciate right. having you. Thanks for, yeah, thanks thanks for, for having, having us. us. This episode was brought to you by <laughs> Thicket. Yeah, yeah. You got to start <laughs> no, doing I I like it. <laughs> Wait, let me, let me pull up that... Uh, let me pull up that thing I sent you. I told him I wanted to do this and he came up with a whole, whole little thing oh, to really? for it. Oh, really? Wow. Uh... This episode is brought to you by Thicket Watches. Thicket is a local company that specializes in wooden watches and sunglasses using only the most premier woods, coming in options of 
something, something, Zebra. something. Uh, <laughs> I thought you had the option. Though. If you're looking for a way to look cool and earthy for summer coming up, there's Ooh. only one option out there for mm. you people, and it's Thicket. Use code SECONDHAND at checkout for a 200,000% discount. Whoa. <laughs> on your first order. Jesus. Order Thicket this today. Started, this started out so serious. Uh. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, because there's part. I didn't know what kind of woods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is thicket.com slash secondhand. There you go. But yeah, so I didn't know what kind of like woods, what kind of shades and colors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what I left out. And I just put 20,000% because I mean, I guess that would be up yeah. to him what yeah. kind of if what kind of percent <laughs> discount he would want. Uh-huh. It'd be at least 3,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. But yeah, <laughs> we paid them. <laughs> I was about to say, you'll pay them money. Uh, yeah. We actually lose money on the first three watches you get. That's some watch gang. That's their, that's their thing. Yeah. I, mean, I was telling Gunnar, I said, whenever. Yeah, that, was it, that was fantastic and the best one I've done so Darkest far. Smoke?